Hello and welcome in. This is the podcast Builder vs. Buyer, and I'm the host, Adam Steiner. Um, I am a floor plan designer. I run my own firm called Burnham Design Co. And I spent a number of years working for various home builders in both Indiana and Minnesota. Um, so yeah, this is this is a podcast where I like to delve into the relationship between builders and buyers. Um, really get down to um, what the other side is thinking, why they might be thinking that, and really, really help bridge the gap between the two. I feel like most builders out there are solid people that are, um, you know, trying to make a fair living. And um, there's a lot misunderstood about that process. And then, um, yeah, I think there's could be some light shed into that area, help people understand it a little bit better. So that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Um, and for those of you that haven't followed along, and forgive me, it's been like a month since I've posted anything. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out this whole life balance with social media and um, podcasting and all this and really have a healthy relationship with it. I'm not the person that's like, oh, it's all evil and it's all horrible. Um, yeah, but I, I've heard some more research about dopamine addiction and, and all that fun stuff. So I'm trying to do a good balance with things like um, podcasting and TikToking and hosting and, and spending a lot of time interacting with these places. Um, so that's why there's been a big gap. I don't know that I have a great answer for anybody yet, um, but I'm I'm here and we're talking. Um, yeah, so this podcast is for um, people that want to learn more about the home building industry, as I was mentioning. Um, also, I should mention, I have launched a PDF that's available for download, as well as an AutoCAD um, file that has the, the same content. And I'm so, so excited about this. Um, so I would love if you guys would check it out. The website is roomlayoutguide.com. And what it is, is um, a compilation of my room layout sizes from a lot of years working in the industry, what I what I typically do for most room layouts. So I have multiple primary bedrooms. There are secondary bedrooms, um, primary walk-in closets. I have laundry rooms. I have baths, kitchens, great rooms, um, stairs. And I lay out in dimension along with my notes of why each space should be which size, what should you think about windows, what size should doors be. It's really helpful for those that want to draw their own floor plan or going through the custom design process right now, as well as if you're like a small firm or um, a home builder that has in-house designers and you want to start, you want a template to start off of with a standards document or a best practices document. Um, that's what the AutoCAD version is for. You can get it and edit it to how your firm does things. And that really gives you a jump start to that. So enough on that spiel. Let's get going on. Um, for those of you listening in the future, as I mentioned, this is a live Q&A with the folks on TikTok, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Did I mention Facebook? Um, yeah, on Facebook. So if you're on any of those platforms and you have a question for me about the in building industry, I see some of you on TikTok right now. Say, hey, where are you watching from? Um, if you have a question about the home building industry, if you're at any point in that process, there's probably some way I could help um, 
as I mentioned, I've spent a lot of the years uh, working for a home builder. So I've been in a lot of a lot of the meetings that a lot of this stuff gets decided. So um, I can I can share what I think a home builder may be thinking through whatever part of the process you might be in. Um, while people are jumping on, I wanted to talk about a couple things. So this is a misconception um, with a lot of people in the industry and not in industry, people that build. I, I think there are two really big misconceptions on this. Um, and I'd love to clear as much of a up as possible um, regarding changes and delays. Um, so let's start with changes. I think there's a vast underestimate of how detrimental changing the project is as it's going to your project. Changes are horrible, horrible for a build project. No builder likes them. I think there's a misconception that change orders are where builder make, builders make their money. Trust me, I've been in seminars. I've um, We've hired expert consultants. I've been in multiple meetings with multiple different builders. Not at any point were we targeting change orders as a profit center. Um, yes, there's profit and things tacked onto there. Um, because there's there's a ton of work and you need you need to make your money back and home builders are running a business um but it's it's not it at least in my case it was never targeted as a profit center it was all of the seminars and things that we were and the, the consultants were training us to get away from change orders through our process so that our process is so dialed in that clients don't feel like they need to change a million things they don't feel like they need to edit stuff on the fly because they've had a good process. Um, and they felt like they were able to select their cabinets at an appropriate time and have the right colors in the, in the kitchen and the switches are in the right spot and they don't need to change it after it's drywalled, all that, all that stuff. So, um, do if, if you're in a build project right now, do your best to get stuff dialed on the front end. Changes are detrimental to the project. So I posted a TikTok video about, I was actually doing some consulting lately, and this is um, not my idea, but I've seen it in practice. Um, and so I've carried it on, and that is a stop construction change order form. So this is a big red stop sign on, this, on the top and says, okay, if you're going to make any change orders, if we're going to make any changes, um, we're going to stop your project, figure out what the change entails, give you pricing, give you a timeline before moving forward with any, any part of this change. Um, got some feedback on the video. Some people liked it. Some people thought it was a horrible idea. Some people, you know, it was mixed and, and I get it. I, I could see some apprehension, but I want to try and convince you why not only if you're a builder, is this a good thing to implement? But I think as a client, you want a type of builder that's going to have things like this in place. So when I sat as a sales agent, for a builder. And I would say this sometimes to clients, but my spiel would be our process includes time for you to select everything once. Um, and we should have as a builder, a clear and concise timeline that a client can see, even when signing their contract before the process ever, ever starts, when they'll be expected to select certain items, um, all the items in their home, and what that timeline looks like. So our process includes things to select them once. But then once they're selected, we get moving. Um, as a builder, we can't wait around um, 
that you might change your mind and, you know, wait on things like windows, lead time on windows and cabinets. It's gone all over the place the last couple of years, but needless to say, you could run into a scenario where I've heard six month lead time on a window. That means your windows are selected the very first meeting and then they're ordered the next day before you pull permit. Um, if a builder is trying to run a tight schedule, that's probably what they're doing. Um, so there are real reasons why we can't, it's not affordable or effective um, to select things multiple times. So that um, once it's selected, you are locked in. And then if you change your mind later, that's when a change order would come up. There are um, there are minor things that in a project um, can be changed without much of a um, much of a timeline hit. Like let's say you want your backsplash to go up slightly higher and you ask the builder, they're on site, and they're like, oh, you know what? We got we actually had an extra box shipped out already. Um, the tiles here, the tile installer is here. Sure, we can we can accommodate that. Um, and they get the paperwork going, and there's there's no delay, there's no formal process. But the stop construction order form is for those big items that really need dialed in um and need to be. Um, yeah, you need to dot all your I's and cross all your T's before you change something like that. So here's an example, a hypothetical example, but I feel like I've been really close to this at a number of times. So it's not that hypothetical. Um, let's say at a frame walk, a client wants to add a window, simple request, right? Oh, we didn't realize our view from this, this, uh, section of the kitchen wasn't going to be able to see where we wanted to put the hot tub or something like that. You know, I've, I've heard things like that. And when you add a window, there's a lot of ramifications from that. Let's say it's in a subdivision that has a formal architectural board that reviews and approves all drawings. Okay, well, I can't just slap a new window on without getting approval from said board. Also, a window means a hole in exterior wall. Exterior walls are always bearing. Um, almost always I should say um so you're you're changing the bearing point there might be um something above a, a point load you might need to get a structural engineer involved there's there's things that could it's possible not but it's possible that it could um you're taking out wall sheeting which could affect your brace wall calculation so Brace wall is the home's resistance to wind and lateral loading. Um, so if you're taking out a window, you could affect the brace wall calculations and there's separate engineering or not always engineering, but you might need to send it to an engineer for that. So there are all these things that we can't just say yes on site and say, Hey, sure. Yeah. Let's get a new window in there. Um, and you know, your original close date that you're promised, we can still hit that fine. No worries. No, that's, that's not true. And if you're getting a builder that's telling you that something that's not true, I don't want to build <laughs> that builder. And I hope you don't either. So I would prefer a builder to say, Hey, you know what? This is an inopportune time <laughs> to find out that you wanted to add a window, but we can work toward, um, a solution here. It's just going to take some time and we're going to pause so that we don't um, 
you know, we don't insulate and drywall over the area and then have to rip all that out later. Let's pause right now and figure it out while it, we're still in framing stage. Um, we're going to do our, our best to, to get to it, but it's possible we won't. Um, so let's, let's figure it out. Um, and then that's when that stop construction comes up, comes out and says, okay, you know, we're going to pause. We're going to, we're going to look at this from all angles, make sure we've dotted our I's, crossed our T's. We have architectural approval. We have any engineering approval. Um, the window can get ordered. We can get it in a reasonable time frame. We're just going to make sure all that happens. And we're going to give you an updated price to what all this costs and an updated timeline. And then you're going to sign off on the updated price and the updated timeline before we move ahead with it. Um, and I think if more builders did this, you'd have more happy clients. Because what typically happens is the client gets really... I feel like clients panic a lot through the build, um, especially when they're not getting answers they don't they don't want. So, um, if the builder's like, "No, we can't add that window," um, you know, they might put their foot down and say, "I'm going to hire a lawyer." You have to, you know, we've all well, a lot of people in the industry. I feel like I've been through that part, and the builder's like, "Okay, fine, we'll get the window order and we'll try and get it in," and then, and then come to find out, like it's a mess because they didn't figure out anything that needed to be figured out. Um, the architectural board freaks out at them because somebody saw they're adding a window that wasn't on the drawings and, um, you've got other lawyers and, and things involved. It's, it just could be a lot worse. And there's, there's this added headache of trying to get all this rushed in through a process that doesn't fit that process. A, a build schedule does not account for remodeling. And, and so if you're remodeling your home, you need to account for it. Um, and so that's my two cents. That's why I would say you want a builder that does that. And also let me tack onto that with delays. So builders only, the, the primary source of income is when you close the home. So if your home takes a long time, every day that goes on, they lose money. So builders only have three sources of income, deposits, draws, and closes. Those are the only time cash hits a builder's account. And for the first two, those get spent really quickly. Deposits and draws get spent really quickly through the build process. So a builder is not planning on that as their profit, profit center. So they make their profit when the home closes. This <laughs> gets back to, I have never been in a meeting where the owner is not pushing the site superintendents and the project coordinators, project managers to close homes faster. Builders always want to move the project forward and close homes faster. So I think there's some, some thought out there from some people that builders want their home to go slow, or I've been accused in the past, like they're delaying on purpose. Like that's probably not true. Builders hate delays. Um, I've worked for three separate owners. They're never happy. Um, when it's delayed. And again, with the consultants thing, we're always talking about how to clean up the process and make it faster and not, oh, if you delay the process, you can get X, Y, and Z from it. That's just not a win. Um, yeah, not, not a win. So that's my spiel on changes and delays. Um, for those of you watching, if you got any questions, you got a build going on, um, I would be happy 
to answer it. Got a civil engineer watching, not in this industry. Fascinating to listen to you. Hey, thanks for watching. I don't know if you know this or not, but I have a civil engineering degree as well. And then decided I didn't want to do civil engineering about halfway, um, like right after school, never did it. So there you go. Um, as far as projects going on, I've got a few cool ones um, happening recently. Um, doing one in Utah, a couple in Colorado. Um, even have a couple local here that are just really fun, custom, unique plans. Um, yeah, I just kind of gotten to a swing where I'm getting some good calls on projects that are really exciting. Um, for the the Colorado ones, those are officially reviewed by architectural boards. And honestly, like as someone who's not a licensed architect, um, those meetings are kind of intimidating. Um, and I like, I always have some anxiety going into it, but it, um, yeah, it usually works out great. And every single time people have been nice and professional and pleasant. Um, you know, I've never really had a bad experience in one of those meetings, but I'm still nervous and anxious for it. I think that's just human nature. I think most of us get pretty nervous and anxious for meetings and I don't know, feel some imposter syndrome here. Um, even though I've been doing it yeah, for a while now. So, um, it's been, it's been fun. Um, oh yeah. Got some, some friends that have followed a long time watching on TikTok. Thank you for following and watching along. Um, yeah, let's see what else we got. I was going to do a shorter one today. So I'm almost up on 20 minutes. If anybody has any great questions, I'd be happy or bad questions. If you have a horrible question that you're just embarrassed to ask, um, I'd still be happy to answer it. Um, yeah, I, um, I promised myself on the lives. So I've, this is like three or four lives now where I'm trying to not make, um, music with my mouth because I, I can't sing. So like, the like that kind of noise to stall for time. So I haven't done that yet, except for that example right now, which is kind of exciting. Um, so we're getting there gang. We're getting there. Live shows are also kind of intimidating, uh, but it's not as bad as the review meetings when you have five other professionals reviewing your work. I'm like, so can you talk to me about what your thoughts were here? In one of the meetings, I actually said, well, I kind of just liked it. I think they were expecting a more polished architect -y answer, and I didn't have one for them. Um, so that's real life. <laughs> real life there. All righty. So those of you joining on TikTok, um, this is a podcast I will post to my channel. For those of you that don't know, my podcast is Builder versus Buyer. You can get it on just about any platform that you listen to podcasts on. Um, if you're on TikTok and you have a question about the building industry, hit me up, throw it in the chat. I'd love to answer it. Um, I'm going to be closing up here in a minute or two. So get those in. Let's see here. Yeah, check in the chats if we got any questions. 
What are your thoughts about a local architect redrawing a plan from online? Great question. Um, so I think if we're all, if people in this industry are honest, we see a lot of online floor plans, a lot, a lot. Um, I'd say about half my clients, um, at least print something from online or, um, you know, it gets emailed. Um, I would say if you are, if you are in love with the floor plan and you're sure you love it, I think, I, um, I think a lot of people, I feel bad about doing that because I wonder if it's allowed without purchasing the plan online. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great follow up there. Um, that was the question from the original poster. Um, so a lot of people, I think they think they like an online floor plan. And when you really dig into it, you don't. So if the online floor plan has pictures of the interior space and you absolutely love the layout, you feel like you can get a great feel for the, the vibe and flow of the plan and you love the exterior, I would say buy the editable version and then have a local architect or um, drafter designer finalize the plans for your region. If you're just that in love with it. If what usually happens in my meetings though, is I will ask them a couple of questions. Okay. So what did you love about this floor plan? What brought you to it? And usually it's things that are not core to that floor plan. Um, they'll say things like, Oh, I love the elevation or I love this, this style, or we needed, um, a plan with a bathroom off the back, the access to the backyard. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, there's a lot of ways to get to that equation. And it isn't necessarily this floor plan. Have you thought about this, this, and this? And usually when I bring that up, the, the clients are like, oh no, we didn't think about that. And if we could do, do that, we'd do this. And by the time that meeting's over, we're nowhere near the original plan. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's an okay place to start. It's, it can be helpful to get some, um, groundwork covered, um, but yeah, I would say if you are absolutely in love with the plan, buy it, buy the editable version and find somebody to edit it. Um, and it's not expen that expensive. It's probably a little cheaper than hiring a full on drafter, but I, I know I'm, I'm biased here cause I don't <laughs> sell any floor plans online. Um, and I, I get a lot of it. Like I just, they're designed for not every region. So there are different regions of the country that do things differently. Um, the South puts HVAC in different places than the North does. Um, different parts of the country stick build versus using trusses um, for the roof system. So to buy a floor plan online, there's a lot of edits you'd have to do to get it to fit your market from like a cost perspective. Like any market you can stick build or truss. Like, it, you know, you should be able to do it in just about any market. But depending on the labor force and who knows what and the how familiar the suppliers are and what the supply chain is for things like trusses, one could be really expensive and one could be super cheap and you just don't know. And so if a floor plan is designed only for trusses, it doesn't really work stick building it or it's it's hard to stick build, then it doesn't make a lot of sense to buy that floor plan not knowing your region and things. So um, I hope that's helpful. Um Scrolling through here to see if we got any other questions. I'm just going to be on for a couple more minutes before I take off. Um, as a reminder, if you're designing your home, check out roomlayoutguide.com. It's a PDF slash AutoCAD document I put together. This is my template for um, 
all of the rooms in your home, how big I would draw them, where I would put windows, my thoughts and annotations on all those spaces. So check it out. Let me know. Um, let me know if you have any comments or questions on any of that. Um, yes, I did. The original poster said, thanks. You reviewed the plan. I loved when you're taking donations from Sukasa. I do remember that. Um, that was a very, very cool plan. Um, so yeah, in that instance, I would say, you know, that, that plan was pretty well dialed in. I would say I would recommend you purchase it or just talk to the original, um, designer or whomever that is. Um, and yeah, probably go that route. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you all for watching, tuning in. Um, for those of you listening to the podcast, I appreciate you listening and I'm glad you do. And I will be back sometime soon. I am horrible with scheduling these things and getting them on consistently. So if anybody has any opinions on what the best time to do these would be and wants a consistent format, hit me up, send me a DM on Instagram. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, Instagram, TikTok, um, are at Burnham Design Co. B I R N A M. And then if you want to get a hold of me on LinkedIn, that's Adam Steiner, S T E I N E R. That's my name. So thanks again for being here, and you all have an awesome week and weekend. I will talk to you soon.